Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, 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 <laughs> Saturday episode of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. How was how was my new singing intro? Not not bad, man. We should have been doing that for 164 episodes. I was episodes thinking about now. that song. I'm like, oh, it's like it's Saturday, <laughs> and then I said to myself, Saturday, Saturday, and then I was like, oh wow, they just came up with a song that was called Saturday and just said Saturday over and over. Um, banger song, um, banger episode. Uh, this is 164 of the maybe we need to come up with a sunday song sunday sunday sunday, <laughs> sunday conversation not bad yeah. ben work uh, on that i will you got I'll something a, there hey i'll get in the studio this week i'll you're, see what i can do you're the creative oh, one i'm in the studio um this is ec- episode 164 of the sunday conversation podcast Hosted by Aaron and I and presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, and One Stop Convenience. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. How the hell are you, bro? I'm done singing. I'm not a singer. Yeah, nor am I. But, you know, it, it honestly, like having the confidence to do it is says a lot about whether, you know, regardless of whether you have the talent or not. So I appreciate that about you. Um, do you know that I've... I've built it out a couple good versions of a couple songs in my life on karaoke. And I that's about do believe that. Actually, I think you were there for no paradise by the dashboard where, light. I was, yes, I got was there. That? that was at the jammer. I was there the next day. I was, it was, that was like a Friday night or a Thursday night. And I got there the next day. Cause you guys showed me the videos. Like the second I got there one time uh, in college, <laughs> Uh, it was my iPod 100% fact and it was must have been on shuffle and like our coaches lock or our coaches like office near our our dressing room was like it was like through this concrete wall but there was this like vent like okay. you know an air vent so I was blasting meatloaf mm. on my iPod and everyone was just like, whatever, going about their business. Nobody noticed it. My coach comes, like, slams the locker room door open and, like, goes over to the stereo and he he pulls my the plug on my iPod. He's like, <laughs> meatloaf? Really? Meatloaf? He's like, no chance or something. Like, he, like, he just, like, completely was like, no fucking way is meatloaf going to be playing in here. And, uh... That was my quick paradise by the dashboard light. Well, I, that's story. that's. I mean, it's a great. I like the great song. I know. I wonder what he had against Meatloaf. Like, maybe he didn't like whatever. Fight Club or something. You know, people forget Meatloaf was in Fight Club. Really, the actual yeah. artist, yeah. the big, the big fat guy in Fight Club that dies, Bob. That's Meatloaf. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't believe you thought that I that I knew that. I, I maybe it's not like common knowledge. I think I just remember seeing the credits the first time I watched that movie, and it just literally says meatloaf. Does it say meatloaf? And, yeah, and I'm like, That's what the fuck? Like, meatloaf. I said the same reaction. The the fucking the singer. Um. Anywho, uh, I think you asked. I think you asked me how my week was before that whole tangent started. Ben, I have a problem. Um. Is it with the U.S. Post Office? Service? No, 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 no. Actually, I don't. Okay, I, you is, know, it with, is it a car problem? No, actually, you know what? It no, no car problems okay, currently. All right. Well, then my, my first two picks are off. The, the my two most my two most common problems <laughs> are, are it's neither of those. Actually, just a quick. I should update. I was people forget I was at war with uh, the Postal Service at one point. Uh, I think what has solved the problem is that now my packages get delivered by Amazon drivers, not the postal service anymore. Like we're 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 on full Amazon delivery here now. No more postal service bullshit. I think that's I wonder, that's fixed a lot of the problems. You know, I mean, I I use the post office often. I mean, I just had an eBay sale yesterday. As a matter of fact, nice. Um, oh, by the way, 
this is this is really bugging me because I mean we're looking at like hundreds of dollars. I was gonna say thousands, but I don't think it's thousands. But you can you can just so my whole entire eBay career, which is uh three hundred and ninety four sales, by the way, which wow. is really kind of a lot. Of sales. Yeah, yeah, that is a 20, lot since twenty fourteen or something. Um Every single time I've ever made a sale, I've always just carried it down to the post office and uh, paid for whatever the shipping was at the post, you know, whatever, wrote the thing on the package, you know, the address, went down to the post office, handed it to them, they weighed it, they they did all the stuff, um, and, you know, I would, I would then get the receipt and then... Um, have to squint for the for the long 16 digit tracking number and then I'd have to go onto the eBay app and I'd have to plug it in you know to the tracking and uh then it would be shipped and that would yep. be the end of my work. Well, yesterday I clicked Thank you for explaining how the mail works. Well, this is important <laughs> because Yesterday, I clicked purchase a shipping label. Okay. From eBay. Yep. It was $4 cheaper. Oh, okay. I even show you, like, yeah. It, so that they get, it gives you the rate what the buyer paid, and it says pay online for this rate. Hit, hit, you know, clicked it, bought it, hit print, prints out, literally just tape it to the package tracking numbers on there as soon as you click print on ebay it fills in the tracking number for you yeah you know like on the app and everything like so i didn't even have to do anything so i i would say <clears throat> i've spent i don't know a couple days of my life just fucking around with ebay tracking numbers now that i think about it so shout out technology and printers um <laughs> they'll save you a bunch of money <laughs> that that ben um but isn't that pretty embarrassing like three 394 times i've marched to the u.s post office and well was that an option all 394 times i guess not because i you know haven't had a printer for approximately 393 of those <laughs> right. sales well also uh, not to mention like like online shipping has become or 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 uh, convenience shipping has become more convenient over the last nine years. It was, it's not always been as convenient as it is now. Right. But either way, that was pretty exciting. So I don't even know how we just started talking about that. But I, what else well, we started. To, I oh, said, I had a problem. You said yeah. it was the postal service. And then here we are. Yeah. Um, That's no, the Sunday conversation. Ben, difference. Ben, this is, this is my problem. Okay. So just bear with me. This I'll make this as, as brief as possible. I, well, I guess I don't really have to, but um, I have always refrained from buying myself like a nice espresso machine because I know or I've learned and have and now know that espresso people are nuts. The it is not. Espresso is not just, you know, grind the beans, throw it in the fucking portafilter, throw it in the machine, press the button. It is, but it's not. So last Sunday, uh, Easter, I go home and my uh, my stepmom at one point was like, hey, like we have this, you know, they have like a nice espresso machine, does all kinds of stuff, did the touchscreen and shit grinder in the, you know, kind of connected to the espresso machine. Oh, like, a top, a top feeder. <laughs> yep. Top feeder. Exactly. And uh, she's like, you know, we ours broke. We reached out to the company. They sent us a new one. But in the meantime, I went and bought one that we never ended up using. Like, we were just going to sell it. Like, do you just want it? She's like, it's a, you know, like a $500 machine. Here's the receipt. If you want to just bring it back and return it, like, you know, you don't have to keep it. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. And I've always refrained because I know that I'll become a fucking obsessive espresso person. It's just my personality. I can't 
have kitchen accessories and not use them and not know how to use them and not understand everything about them. It's just who I am. I've owned this thing now for six days. I've already spent $150. I got a new bottomless fucking port filter coming today. I bought a new tamper. I bought uh, a new hand grinder that I... Sometimes I honestly think I'm the dumbest person on the planet because I fucking... It's a hand grinder, right? So you pour in beans and then you, with your hand, you turn the handle and it grinds the beans by hand. But it's consistent. The whole point... This is, uh, this is what I knew would happen. Espresso. You have to have finely ground grounds for finely ground Does beans. Does the top feeder just not not give you what you need up there? My, mine doesn't have a top feeder. Mine's a, mine's a cheaper one. Oh, it's a lot more she manual. Got she got a top feeder. I got the hand me down. You know, five hundred dollar one. Which no is, top oh. feeder. So you didn't get the three thousand dollar Breville. You no. I have. A, I mean, I don't. I have swear. a. I have a five hundred dollar Breville though. Um, is that what it is? Yeah. It's called the Bambina, which means baby boy. Um, oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yep. Great Bambina. The great baby, baby boy. Was the baby boy. Yep. Wow. Um, Interesting. All right. So, so now I am at the point where I am a complete. Oh, so going back to being an idiot. So, like, I buy this thing and you set it. You. You know, it's like a conical or excuse me, a cylindrical grinder. You open up the bottom. It's almost like a weed grinder where when you grind it, all the the grounds go into like a bottom container. But so when you unscrew it, you set set the settings on the bottom of the thing. And I just read the instructions wrong four times in a row. And so it's like, you know, this little dial and you turn the dial. It's a metal dial and you turn it until it can't turn anymore. Turn it clockwise until it can't turn anymore. That's the starting position. And then from there, you're supposed to click counterclockwise 10 to 14 times for espresso, so on and so forth. And that adjusts the the fineness of the grind. Okay. I read the directions as turn it clockwise after it can't go any further, which makes no sense because I turned it clockwise to get it to not go any further. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so I'm sitting there like over cranking this fucking thing. It took me, Ben, this is not even a joke. This is not even, no, I didn't break it. Thank God. But it took me 20 minutes to grind 18 grams of coffee yesterday. And then I went to go make an espresso before I went to the gym, figuring like a little pre-workout, you know, we'll get a little little bump. Yeah, hype, little hype. Little hype, little bump. Uh, I ground the coffee so fine that the water couldn't even get through it. So literally nothing came out. So, so I'm not a great espresso maker yet. Although this morning my espresso was much better. I uh, I have dialed in the grinder. I'm starting to dial in the tamper a uh, little bit more. I need a little bit more pressure on the tamper, and we'll be there. So tomorrow morning it'll probably be perfect. And from that point on, then I just have to learn how to do like latte art and shit. I mean, I don't drink lattes. Yeah, but- dude, that was the cool. Do you remember when I put, when I had when I did that little stint upstate in that in the billionaire's house? Yes, in Jackson. The stint upstate. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had probably a seven thousand dollar yeah. That sounds about right. That one. Um, yeah, like a little Lamborghini came out carrying the espresso. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh. That thing was the same thing, same way. <laughs> but, bro, if if you have the funds, that thing like is the absolute best. You do the oh, frothy yeah. milk; it's got yeah. the freaking thing coming out the side. You're like, you felt I felt like a dang barista in there, like whipping up some coffee. But I had to, I had to learn it. I had yeah. to like, cause if you if it's too fine, then yep. you gotta like pack it turn it into the little puck thing but yep. i'll tell you right now that i think it's worth every single penny like oh totally, to me dude. it was like it was completely different than just getting a a, a cup of joe it, it's like uh <laughs> i think that maybe the art of even just making your espresso you know helps wake you up in that sense then once you get it you're like pow you know it's like get ready Sabrina, for the day 
gets the brain firing. I mean, I'm still using the mocha pot to make like, you know, to make iced coffee. I love that. I love that they, fucking thing. That and I, I think it's actually, I mean, you can, we can look this up, but they say that you're technically supposed to have milk warm. Like you're supposed to drink milk warm. Like that's regard- they, you mean like regardless, like, like whether in, it's in, in coffee or happy, not. In Happy Gilmore, she's yeah. like, I'd like a w- nice warm cup of milk. You could have and a nice warm glass. So shut the hell up. Okay, well, that's like you know one of those things. It's like you. That's how you're supposed to have milk. The something to do with the heat. It like triggers an enzyme in the milk, and hmm. it like it can't happen unless it's warm. So I believe that's why you. You know, it's all part of the the latte thing. It's like you're you're heating up your your milk, aerating it or some what whatever the heck you're doing. Yeah. Um, but there's just something about a you know. Then you just get a nice dash of honey or whatever, mm. maple syrup. Just oh, so at some point in my life, man, I would like I would also like an espresso. I drink so much coffee. So much coffee, but I would love an espresso machine. So I'm really excited for you. I I mean, Ben, we should have, you know, we should have, uh, or you should have put, um, put it on your wedding registry. Cause you know, I mean, I would have continued to buy you a pasta maker, but <clears throat> done the last. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, I think we there's more important things, you know, like homemade pasta. I could not agree more. I mean, you look, look who, look who you're talking to, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you even make homemade pasta? Yeah, tell um, tell me you make homemade pasta without telling me you make homemade pasta. Hey, how many how many states have you carried your pasta maker to? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, About to be four or five coming up here. New York, California, Wyoming, Connecticut, five. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow, so weird. Dude, I, so I not to make this weather talk. I'll, this can be very quick as well. But it's been beautiful here the last few days. Been high eighties, low nineties the last few days. But that like spring eighties and nineties, you know, where there's like not humidity and it's just like nice and there's a breeze or whatever. And this morning I woke up. It was beautiful sunshine out, and there's like a marine layer rolling in, and it's just foggy out now. That's very odd. Anywho, looks like it's nice there too. Um, sounds like New England. That does sound like New England. Um, oh, I, I swear to God, it was like clockwork. When I was living out on Coventry Lake at my house there, and I'd go over to my dad's in the mornings, it'd be like, oh, sunny on the way over. And as soon as I got like to the house, whatever that time would be, like, you know, by nine o'clock, and it's like, Oh, it's completely cloudy and it, it's a shitty day. It's like, oh. <laughs> Glad I got this house on this lake. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, um, that's... All right. So in continuation of our conversation before we started, Ben and I were talking about the, the World Chess Championship, which is currently happening. I know a lot of our listeners are probably dialed into that. Uh, Jan Nepomnishi and uh, and Dingley Ren. Uh, Jan from uh, Russia. Dingley run from China. So the battle of communism. Um, And uh, right now it is tied two points to two points. uh, First to seven and a half points wins. This is game five. Um, Very decisive match so far, which is, is uncommon in, in world championships. Um, But to answer, Ben had asked me uh, why, um, Magnus Carlsen isn't playing. Uh, for those who don't know, Magnus Carlsen is considered to be probably the chess best, nerd. probably the he greatest looks, chess player of all time. He looks like that that dwarf movie character. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, you talking about Lord of the Rings? Dwarf no. movie character. Oh wait, maybe that's maybe yeah. You know the guy who plays the villain that's like a dwarf, and I don't really know. I'm just. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there is in life, there is a character, a movie character, and I don't know the movie. And it's a it's a dwarf guy with he's like blondish with a beard. He looks exactly like Magnus Carlson. I wish 
He like one hundred percent, but it's, he's a midget. Little person, Ben. Can't say that anymore. I'm sorry. Great shows. A, great shows canceled. Hundred and sixty four episodes. <laughs> we avoided saying any slurs, and then you just fucking slam one, Mister. I don't swear anymore. <laughs> dropping fucking slurs over here. The M word. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, well, we'll just pay the fine, I guess. Um. Oh, who knows? Maybe that's good marketing. Maybe we'll be a big hit in the little person community now. Um. Yeah. True. Speaking of Ben, this this should lead to interesting conversation. What do you? Th- and I guess we'll just abandon. So anybody who wants to watch the Chess World Championship, chess.com <laughs> on YouTube. It's, right now, it's uh, move forty seven. Jan Nepomniachtchi is completely winning. Um, unless he makes a big mistake, he's going to win Game Five and be up three points. So, um. Ben, what do you think about this whole uh, Bud Light situation? Huh? It's uh, people not very happy with Bud Light hey, at the right. moment. First thing, oh, dude, it's hilarious, especially down here in the South. Like, you might as well just go ahead and cancel Bud Light for certain. But my question is, what are the other brands? Like, what does Bud Light own? Don't they own, like, a lot of them? Uh, you, Well, Anheuser-Busch, InBev Anheuser-Busch, the company that owns Anheuser-Busch now is called InBev. Uh, okay. They're a Belgian company. They own Stella Artois, Heineken are the two biggest ones that they're, they're known okay, for. Okay, so that's not a problem. Those are um, just but as far as AB goes, AB owns uh, Bud, Bud Light, Bush, Bush Light, the nat- Natural Ice, Natty Light, all that stuff. Uh, they own... They don't, do they own Margaritaville Brewing? Landshark? Uh, I think they do. Yep. I think Landshark is an I AB think property. You're right. Oh yeah. my lord. You're gonna uh, you gotta boycott you're gonna boycott Landshark now? No, I'm not. I'm just I, I was just I'm just I forgot about Landshark. Like, Landsharks are good beers, man. That's I like forgot num- about Landshark. That's the number one beer down here we drink. So oh, so during the wedding gonna be lots of Landsharks? Yeah, I mean something it's 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 cinco de mayo bro so it's gonna be that, that's true <laughs> mexican all right so i'll probably have pacificos on the for, the day oh, before your wedding that's a that is a good idea um pacificos are great pacificas owned by corona which is owned by constellation so not, no no conflicts of interest there if you don't support the transsexual community um but man uh, what actually, a shit store <laughs> we we just uh we just got carried away but well, I guess. I mean, I don't know what to think. It, it was ironic in the in like that little like opening like news thing, the the it or whatever the 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 was it a boy that's a girl now? Yes. Well, <clears throat> the comment that I just had laughter about was. Uh, you know, we're really just trying to get away from, you know, like the frat image. Mm-hmm. But then, like the first thing way before that, it said that we need young people to drink it. Mm-hmm. We need to get more young people drinking. And like the right. my, like as soon as they said the frat thing, I'm like, wait a second. You know, it's like, aren't young people in frats typically like, wouldn't you wouldn't you kind of not want to deter? i mean there's there's some super seniors and stuff but for the most right. part yeah so yeah. that was ironic to me <clears throat> Aaron, not... i i don't know it's one of those things like was there a see you know you and I, we, we think bigger than these things. Sure. You know, we're not just in the trap of like, you know, this boycott. What is the bigger play here? Like, it, it did, you know, is something go like, is there an end goal that's like, whoa, this is actually going to do really good for Bud Light? Or are they trying to, like, is Bud Light, it just has Bud Light not been doing great over the past however many years? And they're literally just trying to cancel it. And they're like, well, We'll cancel it like this or I don't know. Talk to me like there's has to be something bigger than. 
um, than this because well, they have a whole country divided right now over you know not that the country is not divided all the time but right uh to answer your question um well bud light has uh been the market share leader for i don't fucking 15 years now but bud light just bud light controls 13 percent of the beer market in this country which, like, you know, 13% is not a huge number. When you think about how many fucking beers there are in the market, the fact that one beer controls 13% of the market share is banana lands. Um, so, like, does the- it have something to do with this? Like, remember the Budweiser thing in Saudi or who hosted the World Cup? Qatar? C- Qatar, yeah. Um, it does, you know, is, are we, is it in like, are we in like a, like a, you know, a war uh, against Budweiser. No, I'm no, not like, not us. I'm saying the royal we. The like, is this stemming from that? Like, no, no, because that, that 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 was religious. That was because of religion. You know, Qatar is a, a a devoutly Muslim country, and you know, in it, devout Muslims don't drink. So it that's that was for a religious purpose. That had nothing to do with the LGBTQ thing. But aren't this, they against? Well, they, yeah, they, yes, they are, but that is correlation without causation. That is, it just so happens that Muslims don't drink and also don't like gay people. You know, I don't know if I sent you, did I send you the, the meme of it's like a ton of fucking, uh, guys in, you know, in, in traditional Islamic dress standing around in this giant circle out in the desert. And it's the caption is, Whenever there's a rainbow in the Middle East and they all just start shooting their AKs up in the air. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, but uh, no, that has I. Those two are, are have no have no direct relation to each other. Um, this is because the head of marketing, whatever whatever her title was for uh, Anheuser Busch, was like she came out and in an interview. So to back it up, they they made. Customized cans for I think it's Dylan Mullaney is her name um, to celebrate her one year of being a woman. You know, I guess she's a social media influencer that takes people through the day to day life of someone transitioning from a man to a woman. It was fine. You know, I don't I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. It's a it's a thing where. I don't see any of it. It's not something I follow, but you know, if, if people, I guess she's a pretty big influencer. So Bud Light made custom cans for her. Now this is not the first time Bud Light made custom cans. There was a period a year or two ago where they were making all kinds of celebrities, custom cans, but nobody got upset about it. And then now they, they did this and now everybody's up in arms. Um, but going back to your point, the irony is, in the fact that, you know, this VP of marketing, VP of, you know, whoever, whoever basically was in charge of uh, putting this whole thing together in that interview, she did, she was like, you know, it's a dying brand and we need to capture young people. And, you know, that's the only way this brand is going to survive and grow. Well, number one in market share for, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. It's probably more than 15 years now that Bud Light has been the number one beer in the country. So the brand is not dying. I mean, the numbers might be down, but that's because the numbers are down on things across the board because seltzers have become such a big thing or uh, ready to drink uh, canned cocktails have become such a big thing. Vodka, you know, all the high noons and all that, like all that has become so big that that's what's cut into Bud and Budweiser's or Bud Light and Budweiser's market share. It's got nothing to do with you know, people don't like the brand anymore. It's just the dynamics of that market have changed. And it's, it's like very obvious if, you know, if, as somebody who works in the liquor industry, it's very obvious. Um, I just found it odd that they intentionally, they did something that whether knowingly or unknowingly pissed off their core customer base. And it's like, so you want to grow the brand, but in the meantime, you're alienating the people who already drink the brand. And again, I, I couldn't care less. It doesn't matter to me either way. People forget I want a trip from Bud Light, so I'll always be loyal to Bud Light. But, you know, 
it was a very strange move to do something that you knew would piss off your primary customer base. <clears throat> and let's face it, is this going to start getting a bunch of young gay people and young trans people to start drinking Bud Light? Probably not. Like, you know, this isn't going to uh, jump the numbers with that demographic by any substantial means because it's it's not something that they drink to begin with. So it's just a very, very strange move. But it is it is crazy how upset people are about it. Yeah, man. And I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm like, uh, my, my first thought is just like, anytime that you need to like rally and like protest around something to me, it, it like loses its traction. And I, yeah. I'm going to, there's a couple things I would like to say, you know, it's like, you haven't seen the straight community for, you know, the last 20 years, like having parades in streets about like equal, like being equal, you know, like I understand that, like, you know, the system is, you know, very, like set, very set up already for straight people. Like there was not a law that banned straight people from getting, you know, married to begin with, but like, here's a perfect example the blue check mark on whatever on social media used to be like a, a thing of like, you know, you earned the check mark, you know, like you had to do something in life to become, you know, whatever. Now you can just like buy, buy the check mark. And it's, it's now, you know, I, I saw something like, so, like a, a social media influencer say something that like, now it's going to be cooler to not have a blue check mark. Like For you're real. more OG if you don't have a blue check mark because it's like it's now been this it's this thing that like anyone can get it. You know? And so like to me I don't know all right, I don't know where I'm going with that, I guess, in the sense of back to the I, in my opinion, I think it takes away, like, why can't, wh what, and you can pick something across the map, you know, like, anything you want. The second you start, like, protesting for something that, like, a lot of other people don't agree with, I think you lose value in that, in whatever it is that you're protesting in a way because it's like why can't you just lit like why can't you just be like you i don't have a problem with anybody else's view anything you want to do dude if you want to chop your penis off and become a girl like by all means go for it but just don't like we've said this before like don't disrupt my life and like the way i go about my life because that's what you want to do. Just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not, I'm not sitting here doing it, like convincing anyone, anything other than buy Ethereum, you know, now. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even really do that. That's like kind of like a joke, but I, I just like, to me, in my mind, it's like, so now like, here we are, like, Bud Light is going into this whole, you know, inclusivity thing, which is all good. But like, why does it even have to be that? Like, why can't it just be like Bud Light? Freaking Bud Light. It's just a beer. It's a light beer that a lot of people drink. Like, why does it have to be now like, oh, we want to be more inclusive and like, you know, we're pro LGBT. You know, like that's where I have this, that's where I have like a, it's not an issue. It's just a misunderstanding. Like, I don't get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think, um, okay. Yes, it does. Ben, it does make sense. 
because you're right. Like, is that? I don't. No, is that? No, I'm not no, trying to be like. Uh, no, no, naive or. No, I think. I mean, I think you and I are in agreement that wokeism is destroying the fabric of this country. You know, I, I, to go back to what you said, I don't care what you do in your personal life. If you, you know, want to have orgies with 15 dudes, if you want to transition from you know, male to female, female to male to you want to be non-binary. You don't you don't think you're you conform to a single gender. You don't feel that, you know, you feel disenfranchised by a group. of Hey, you're allowed to feel that way. I'm totally comfortable with that. You do what you feel is best for you. That is something that you and I have said in this podcast through the covid vaccine thing, through everything. You do what you feel is best for you. But. What you are doing that feels best for you doesn't need to necessarily take over my life and me doing what I feel is best for me. If you want to, you know, go out and, you know, do whatever dumb shit you want to do, be my guest. If it doesn't affect my day to day, I'm totally fine with it. But I think the point that you're making, I think what upset a lot of Americans with this and a lot of people in general with this is that it's like, I don't need it crammed in my face like you don't need to and again this is they did this for a lot of celebrities it wasn't until they did it for this person that that now people have a problem with it but um you know it's just like you said it's so weird that you've got major brands historic brands i mean anheuser-busch has you know been around since the late 1800s or whatever like that now feel the need to uh make their products as woke as possible to try and like is it even about i guess my question is is it even about drumming up more sales or is it about hey you know bud light's an ally um aaron the other day i watched this like it was like it must have been on i don't know something and there was a video and it was this, it was like, a, I don't know, it was some guy up on a stage and he was talking and he was at some sort of like, uh, like a speak all, like a town hall type of situation, mm -hmm. but like a little bit bigger than that. And there was this, a trans, a transgender that was at the microphone talking to the guy up on stage like a q and a like a q and a type of thing right okay. and basically what it came down to was like talking about the the trans the guy up on the stage was like talking to the transgender like basically the transgender was like you know you said these things about you know our demographic mm -hmm. um and like was trying to understand what the guy up on the stage was like asking in that sense. And basically the guy up on the stage was like, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a question for you. He was like, what, like what makes you feel like a woman on the inside? Like, cause, cause the person was a man that transitioned into mm -hmm. a woman. Got it. And every time like the person, the transgender person never answered the question because they they kept saying like, like why do I feel like a woman? And then they would be like, well, I feel like a woman because like all these women in here like um, respect my feelings or something. Like it it just it made absolutely no sense. Mm. And and the guy's like, you know, he would go like, so what makes you feel like you are a woman? And and the guy in the trans just kept like couldn't say it. Yeah, like couldn't explain, you know, whatever. And the guy's just like, like that, you know, it, it's all good. I wish like that. This is bad radio, obviously. But it's like the whole point of that is, is like the person that is a trans only transitioned to a woman to suit the neat, like to suit the opinions of other people. Like it didn't have, it wasn't coming like, it wasn't like an internal thing. Like I felt like a woman, like I turned into a woman. It was like, I feel like a woman because women like, you know, it's like the idea that like women are more like open and, and accepting to womanhood. Like it, 
if I make no sense right now, like the the conversation that I was watching on t- on whatever the video made even less sense. Like it, it didn't make sense at all to the point where like we are completely in a time in our lives where people are so hurt, like so messed up on the inside that they don't know what to do. And that's where like the infiltration of like, you know, look at the media over the past couple of years. Like look at Bruce Jenner. That guy was like a world-class Olympian male athlete. That's a woman now. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a very, it's like a very, you know, odd situation that like, I feel like that was kind of like the start of this like whole, you know, when we were growing up, it wasn't, there wasn't like, it wasn't all talk about trannies. I can tell you that. Well, you and know? also like, like you'd I, heard it, like drag shows were a thing, you know, it's like, yeah, it's always been a thing, but like, not like this. Like, well, I, I also, you know, like I, I remember when I was, uh, in high school, we had a, there was a transgender kid that went to our school, um, Spencer was his name and like, you know, openly transgender, in, you know, in, in high school. And like, obviously, yes, we, you know, we, all kids are ruthless and, you know, we were not always the nicest about it, but the other, the underlying thing about it was like, it was also just accepted. Like, you know, if you had classes with, with her, like you didn't, wasn't a big deal, you know, like it, it was, I think our generation is so accepting of people that, you know, if that's what you want, again, this just circles back to where this whole thing, you know, started. Is like, if that's what you want for your own life, great. You know, if that makes you feel better, if it makes you feel better about your position in life, if it gives you more optimism about the future, great. But you're right. We have large swaths of the population that are disenfranchised right now. And I think it's a bigger conversation about the amount of information we inundate people with and we make people feel like they're hopeless. Like the, the, the thing that the American media and the world media does better than ever is it makes people feel like they're hopeless. They have nothing to hope for. Everything is grim. Everything is bleak. You have nothing to look forward to. And the reality is, is that's where in your own life, you have to find happiness and find the things that you like to do that will make you feel hopeful about the future and make you excited about the things that you have to do. And again, I'm not saying anybody's sexual proclivities or gender uh, identifications are wrong. Uh, it's what you like to do. What you feel is best for you is great. But all right. Yes. Aaron, how long have humans been around? Like, how, all right. I think like, me, uh, all right. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, how many humans do you think have been on the earth? Like collectively, oh, uh, it's it's something like uh, fuck. I actually Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about this number, like like twelve in the billion? trillions. No, oh, no, billions? no, no, no. Uh, okay, how, twelve billion people uh, approximately. I'm gonna look it up right now. How many people have ever lived on Earth? Uh, well, not even close, but a trillion was way off to 117 billion, roughly. Okay. 117 billion people have lived on earth. Not a single one of those 117 billion came from two guys or two girls. I'm just facts. saying that. Yep. Facts. That's a fact. So I understand you can be whatever you want, but you can't change that what i just said science you know it like straight up you can't trust the science right to me this is i guess what i'm thinking about and the scary part is we have come so far in science that now you could are you could make the argument that um two women or two men sort of kind of could possibly now have a child with the crazy shit that that science has done you know what i mean like that's kind of a scary part in the sense that like that is the ammunition for like i guess these like the people that 
I'd like to make it a statement that like, this is in no way am I ever like trying to be derogatory towards anybody. Like I'm just speaking. I'm just, that's just a clarification. But so what I was saying is like, now you could have the argument that like gay people can have children because of where the, like the technology has gone. Like two women can have a baby. It's like, I still think you, you need a man, you know, it's like, well, you do. I mean, right? you need sperm like, regardless. Right. You need sperm, you know, so, I, but I'm like saying that there is like, you know, there's like a, there's a slight argument now. Like people could be like, oh no, like two women can have a child. Well, it's like, well, how can they have a child? Is it because technology or is it because they could, they, they could have done that for the last, what's the number on the years? of, of uh, earth. it's like well uh, earth has existed for like four billion years right so it's like you got the 122 billion people in four billion years and now here in 2019 you know it's like we're doing some artificial inseminations and stuff to you know i'm sure it, obviously it was way before that but you get in in the relative spectrum of like where we're at like that to me is like the weird part of this. It's like now we're, now we're starting to fuck with science. I'll swear in that case, you know, it's like now it's starting to like, you know, I don't even know, man. I'm, I guess as we're talking, like about, talking about this, um, it's like, you know these constant thoughts or like whatever i just you just think of like new things uh, so i mean and at the end of the day listen if two women want to have a kid you know through artificial insemination great if two men want to have a kid through adoption or you know artificial insemination of a surrogate great i mean again it's all great it's all fucking fine like i i've truly i i have no issue with any of it it's just i don't like i don't I am going to treat everybody with the same level of respect that they treat me. I am going to exactly be kind to people. I will do the things that I feel are best for my life and my situation. If I can help somebody, great. That doesn't mean that every second of every day I need more and more information that tells me I'm a piece of shit and I need to accept people. And, you know, if I don't, I'm just this awful person crammed down my throat. I don't need it because I know deep down that I treat everybody the exact same way. I don't care what you do in your personal life. If you want to, you know, again, if you want to have an orgy with 15 fucking guys, be my fucking guest. Just don't tie me up and make me go to it. You know, like I, it's totally fine. I don't give a shit what people do in their personal lives. The same way I would expect people to not give a shit what I do in my personal life. So that's really what it boils down to is you don't need to cram it down our throats. Everybody knows that we are in a transitionary period as a species. And when something is new, new-ish, it takes time for people to adopt and get used to and adjust to. And over time, slowly, we will be at a point where this won't even be a conversation. It's almost like we have it so good in this country, we have to have things to be upset about. And like that's the crazy part, is that you know, when it's it's similar to the the military industrial complex, right? When there's no war, we have to create one because that's how the military, these, you know, defense companies survive is by needing to produce more and more defense material. So then we have to create a war so that we can keep the military industrial complex wrong. Well, it's the same thing now, you know, in, in all honesty, it is the, whether you'd like to admit it or not, based on what's going on in the world politically and socially, it's the best time to live, to have ever been alive. You have all the information in the world in your fucking pocket. You are medicine is better than it's ever been. Science is better than it's ever been. We have more understanding of the human body than we've ever had. We have more content to consume. It is the best time to be alive. And there's no argument about that, but we have to have problems because that's just what we are as a species. If everybody just is cool with everybody and respectful of everybody and lives their own life, everything will be fine. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. Like, you know, Seriously. it's like, and I, and I just, and that's what's crazy, man. And it's like, I get that, like, if you were not on 
media, you would, you would not eat. This wouldn't even be a thing to you. Yep. You know, you know what I mean? That's what's like, and that's the other part. It's like, we're so engulfed in everything that even like one little small take from one person, it, it can affect so many people like, it, mm-hmm. like, and it spreads like wildfire. Yep. You know, it's like it shit used to spread like wildfire. Like think about back in the day, like, you know, it's like people calling on their landlines or whatever, riding a horse to tell so-and-so. And it's just yep. like the fire spread a little bit slower. Now the fire is instantaneous. You can just yeah. light the whole place up in, in seconds. And, and I, and you know, that's something to be said too. It's like, that's all, you know, a component of this entire thing. And it's like, whatever it is, it's like, you know, was, and that's why I said, like, what's the bigger, what's the bigger thing here? Like, did it explode? Like Twitter was down. Was it, Twitter wasn't going well. It's like, did, did a jillion tweets happen? You know, right. and everybody's tweeting about it. And now it's like, oh, now Twitter's numbers look great again. Like, who knows? Like, I like it, it, nobody knows. No, I guess. But somebody knows. Someone in like, you know, we're just we're just in a very, very weird time. Peculiar time where it's nobody wants to be happy. That's what it boils down to. Except for you and I, Ben. We both want to be happy. And that's why. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to wrap this up. I'm going to go skim coat a a concrete block wall today. Yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to go help my mom throw away some old carpeting because she decided to rip all the carpet up in her condo without contacting anybody or letting anybody know. Now I got to go help her get rid of it all. So uh, shout out carpet. Shout out carpet. Episode 164 Sunday Conversation Podcast in the books. Katie White, you're welcome. I'll tell you why off air, Ben. Uh, Great chat, buddy. I love you. I love you a bunch. Love you, bro.